What's happening, senders? Thank you for downloading this podcast. This is episode 21, and I felt like this was another fun one with an awesome MTB guest, as well as a fellow MTB YouTuber by the name of Adam Mock. But before we get into it, I definitely wanted to shout out my sponsors for the show. You guys know them. The first one is 7IDP, 7 Intelligent Design Protection, mountain bike protection for both the male and female mountain bike athlete. And it is quality equipment that doesn't break the bank because guys, let's face it, you always need gear out there. If it's going to happen, you definitely want to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. So check them out at 7protection.com. See if there's anything that you like there. And if you are in the market to buy something, you see something on there, don't pay full price. Use promo code the segment for 15% off your order. Next up, special thank you to the Bole brands, the eyewear. That includes Spy Optic, Bole, and Serengeti. If you have seen me out on the trails or seen any of the video, you'll always see that I am in my Spy foundation goggles. They've got the crazy happy lens technology and this HD plus clarity that uh, really is just second to none in my opinion. They also have the widest periphery of the goggles in the market, so it allows you to see the trail from side to side. So special thank you to the Bole brands, Spy Optic, Serengeti, and Bole. And finally, Tasco. Thank you so much, Tasco, for supporting the podcast, the segment podcast. Um, <clears throat> check out their, obviously, you know that Tasco is known for their gloves, their shirts. In fact, Tasco means the awesome shirt company. And we've seen tons of footy with the Tasco gloves on. But check out their new Scout shorts. The new Scout shorts are phenomenal. They are built tough, they are built comfortable. And the way that they put the pockets on these things are just extremely thoughtful for us mountain bikers. So check out the Scout Shorts if you get a chance through Tasco. And there, if you see anything that you like, I do have a 10% off discount code for you so you don't have to pay full price at Tasco. Okay, senders, my special guest on the segment podcast today is a fellow by the name of Adam Mock. And take a listen at Adam Mock's story, how a day back in April 1996, April 10th to be exact, would be the day that would change his entire life. And since that day, he's dedicated himself to helping inspire and change other people's lives by being in the business of rescuing dreams. It's a really cool story. Adam Mock is also a fellow mountain biker. He has a mountain bike YouTube channel. You guys should definitely check that out. If you do, check out the one that's called Ridiculous. It has a ridiculous like logo rating on it. That one is hilarious. Adam Mock is also a professional artist, and he's done artwork for folks like Tony from the Outsiders channel. He did his pupper pip. He's also worked with Nike and a bunch of other different companies in his career. So... Without further ado, I want to introduce to you guys, Mr. Adam Mock. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the segment. We have this, a special guest tonight, Mr. Adam Mock on the show. What's up, Adam? What's happening, Mark? <laughs> For those of you who don't know, um, Adam Mock is, is a life coach. He's a mountain biker. He's all about saving your dreams and without kind of butchering 
what he's all about. I'm so glad to have him here to explain it a little bit more. So Adam, if you wouldn't mind telling the folks a little bit more about yourself and how you got here to be the Adam Mock of today. <laughs> the Adam Mock of today, you, I think you were very eloquent with it. Um, six words really kind of lay the foundation for how I move forward in life, which is rescue your dreams, transform your reality. And it looks different for different people. But, uh, you know, I've had the privilege of being a professional artist for decades. And through that journey, uh, got into leadership development. I'm actually a leadership coaching specialist. And it's just a fancying way of saying, uh, you know, I like to remind people of the lives they forgot they wanted to live. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's not just working in corporate America or me, you know, like teaching great leaders in corporate America. It's me teaching individuals and couples how to better communicate or families um, or those corporations. And uh, even with my art, the ability just to kind of bring things to life that are hidden ideas people have and make it kind of manifest. So I'm just all about you know, brilliance, letting people shine brilliantly. And if I can be along for that journey and help them dig to illuminate that part of their life, that's uh, that's all an honor for me. That That's very awesome that you do that. I love that you do that. And if, you, if anybody has watched Adam's videos on YouTube, his mountain biking videos, there's always segments where you, you see his fellow riders, maybe they're kind of iffy on something and you can hear the natural coach coming out like, hey man, you, you got this. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I was doing, you know, I was looking at the Adam Mock story and I was going back a ways and um, this could probably relate to a lot of people today in the pandemic, but take us back to the, to the day that the motivational Adam Mock was birthed because before that period, um, it was a different time for you, it sounded like. Yeah, for sure. So uh, 1996, you know, I, I'm 48 now, I was 23 then. And uh, 1996, I found myself living on my own and my own apartment and facing just the real challenges of becoming a, an adult, which is, you know, all the bills that you have to pay and the relationships that you have to manage. And then the family relationships that, you know, are evolving as you become an adult. And I just found myself at a crossroads. Uh, I talked very openly about this and I found myself at a crossroads uh, in April of 1996. I had been diagnosed, as many people are, with uh, ADHD in my 20s. And so they had prescribed me at that time Ritalin, but I was also um, uh, diagnosed as depressed. I had just broken up with my girlfriend at the time. I wasn't making a lot of money. Uh, my utilities were being shut off. I, I had disconnected myself from my family. And uh, I had spent uh, a good amount of time uh, mixing, we're going to go heavy real fast here on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had spent a good amount of time mixing um, Ritalin with the Prozac with NyQuil and a bottle of wine. Wow. Um, yeah. And, and it says on those prescriptions, you know, do, do not mix with alcohol. And, and I chose to mix with alcohol. And obviously I was numbing. And it was so bad that like I would wake up uh, sometimes outside of my apartment, like in, I remember one time waking up like in a field near my apartment and I think out of habit, I had my keys with me, wow. uh, you know, so I was able to like get back into my apartment and such, but it, it was like a, a life of, of purely existing. Um, but that part of me that, that goes more towards inspiration and, and possibility and uncovering for people came about, uh, on April 10th, where I really reached, um, probably the darkest time for me. 
And um, I had gone out with some friends after work. I worked at Medieval Times, for those who love Medieval Times and the jousting and all that. Worked there for 13 years. Made such a close group of friends there. But even I was keeping them a bit at arm's length. And we had gone out to dinner. And um, I came home to a, a notice outside my apartment door. It was an eviction notice. I, mm -hmm. I was behind, I don't know, like three months rent. And I just felt like uh, kind of obliterated uh, emotionally. Like I was such a failure. Here I am, you know, just starting my life in my 20s. and I can't pay rent. And I can't keep my utilities on. I can't keep relationships intact. And uh, more so in hindsight, I couldn't answer the question, who who are you, Adam? You know, who am I? And um, so uh, I wrote a suicide note that night. And uh, it it's such an interesting thing. I don't know, you know, who's listening right now or watching right now. If you've ever been to that point, there's a weird piece about it. And it's, you're not looking to be convinced otherwise in that moment. There's this weird piece where you're kind of wrapping up your affairs. And I got out two razor blades. I know that sounds weird, but you know, not thinking straight in my head, my thought was I will use one razor on each of my wrists. And I, I put those on the kitchen, uh, not the kitchen sink, the uh, bathroom sink. And uh, my thought was I'll, I'll slit my wrists and I'll do it in the shower while the shower's on. And for some reason, I thought that wouldn't be as messy. And it almost felt kind of um, like a calming end ritual for me. Wow. Uh, and, and even that it wouldn't hurt if maybe that warm water was, was running on my wrists. So I wrote this suicide note and that night I had had, I was sober. Like I had nothing to drink. No, I wasn't mixing any, any of the medications. And uh, I called a friend of mine, uh, uh, my friend Deanna, who I had worked with and were, was very close with. And um, I remember saying to her, I just want you to listen that I'm, I'm sober right now, that I haven't had uh, you know, anything to, to, to drink. I wasn't mixing any pills but uh, I'm going to end my life tonight. Mm. And, and I, you know, in, in hindsight, it's a cry for help. You're, you're reaching out for connection in that moment, mm -hmm. but you also don't want it to be solved. And, and man, for those of us who, who have been suicidal and we put people in that moment, it's very scary for them. <laughs> as weird as it is for us, it's very scary for those people because, you know, we're not taught how to navigate that. Mm. And um, Deanna was a Christian and we used to talk about spiritual things all the time. I was raised Buddhist. My mom was from Thailand. My dad was, was from, this, from uh, the United States. And um, she didn't preach to me or anything like that. She just says, if, if you do this, it's not going to end up the way you think it's going to end up. Mm. Yeah. And so I, I argued with her. I remember arguing with her, telling her that she was wrong. You know, I'll come back as a ghost and tell you you're, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> right. But uh, she's like, I'm going to come over right now. And I, I said, don't, I'll, I'll do it right now. Like if you do. And the conversation ended up going to a point where she just really like compassionately asked me to not do it. Hmm. <laughs> and like, it's, it's, it'll be 25 years this year. And, and whenever I think about that care, it, it chokes me up. And you can hear it in my voice if you're listening to podcasts. Yeah. Um, and I'm not ashamed of that. I think it's wonderful. I hope you have someone in your life that can that can love you in that in that way, you know, when you're in that dark moment. But um, she just said, uh, like, give me one more day. Can you do that? Can you give me one more day? Hmm. And, and I remember thinking, like, well, nothing's going to change tomorrow. So what's another day? I'm done. I've wrapped up my affairs. So, yeah, I'll give you one more day. But but tomorrow I kill myself. 
And I remember going to bed that night and it was like I had never slept before. It was like, like, you know, when you don't, when you're not, when you're not numbed and you're not mixing things to fall asleep and then you really sleep because you've let it all go. It's so like refreshing. <laughs> and, um, That's that's so great that you had somebody like her who was it the connection of her saying, you know, give me one more day. She wasn't trying to fix it. She was listening. She right. understood where you were. Yeah. But she was asking in a sincere way. Was it that connection? Yeah. It was no, you know, I it's weird to think about what it was. Um I flippantly just thought nothing will change. So I went to bed that night and slept. But what was incredible <laughs> that I couldn't have planned was April 11th, 1996. I woke up, about, I think it was about 6.30, 7 o'clock in the morning. And I was used to like waking up, trying to like, you know, shake off the drugs and alcohol, like one or two in the afternoon. I woke up at 6.30, 7 a.m., opened my eyes and was bombarded with senses. Like I had never seen color before and, wow. and hearing like I had never heard sound before. And I, I, I had the privilege to speak about this on stage and speak for even suicide prevention services at, at, at high school. And it's the most surreal thing to feel fully alive all of a sudden where you thought you were living. And I sat up in, in my bed. I took a real deep breath because I was just like taking it all in. And when I finally exhaled to myself yet out loud, I said, I, I found God. Wow. And and I want to make this really, really clear. It's probably the best way I can articulate fully being alive mm -hmm. because of some kind of external event that you didn't contribute to. Mm -hmm. I didn't go to bed going, I'll feel better tomorrow. I went to bed feeling like shit, <laughs> like, wow. you know, feeling like that's it. And so I wake up the next day early saying I found God and like, in just like, you know, the sound of wind through every blade of grass, every leaf on a tree, like vibrant colors as if I was colorblind or living in black and white before. And all of a sudden this desperate weight is lifted off mm -hmm. of me. And yet the same problems exist. I'm still going to be evicted. I still have all of these bills to pay. I still have like relationships I'm disconnected from. I still have no path forward on this. What I didn't know was what was around the corner of my life. It, 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 it was like this huge divine comes and says, you're not done, Adam. Like you have it wrong in this moment, man. And within, let's see, that week I, I asked my, my friend Deanna, I said, you know, are you going to church? I want to go to church with you. So I went to church with her. And uh, within two months, I met my wife. Uh, re-met her. We had worked together at Medieval Times. We actually hated each other. We had dated other. <laughs> right? And so um, I met my wife, Sarah, and just the love of my life, and, and we connected. <laughs> and wow. like, we've been married, God, we've been married for, yeah, I think it's going to be 24 years th this year. Uh, you have two wonderful children, and, uh, our daughter, Magpie, and our son, Gabriel. And um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have had that. Like I, I re-met my wife, uh, you know, two months after that, we knew we wanted to be married within that year, got married, you know, a year later, had, had a honeymoon baby with my daughter, 
Oh my God. Honeymoon, go get it. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and then um, like life just played out in a miraculous way. And what it led to was my art got noticed and started getting me traction. And I ran a media company for uh, almost 15 years, met some of my childhood heroes. I'm a big pro wrestling fan. So I got to do work with Booker T and Road Warrior Animal and from the UFC, Big John McCarthy and my tell God. stories like from people who have been, tra uh, you know, part uh, trafficked uh, from Don Schiller. Uh, you know, there's a, a movie about her called Wonderland with Val Kilmer and Kate Bosworth played her. And during that journey, I would end up meeting uh, one of my dearest best friends in the whole world, Caleb Looper, who started Triple Threat Mentoring. It was called Mentoring at the time. And uh, he wanted to help under-resourced kids in these communities and asked me if I would help and be on the board. And I said, yeah, let me do art for you. And that led to me meeting my other dear friend, Dr. Douglas McKinley. And uh, many people know of him, but he's a 30-year clinical psychologist. He's a master coach, which is one of the highest levels you can reach from the International Coaching Federation. I remember sitting with him in an airport saying, I want to know everything you know. And he said, Adam, I'll teach you everything I know. And he kept his word. And because of that, I now get to work with individuals and families and couples and organizations like Nike because of triple threat and develop other leaders and help people feel possible. Wow. And uh, I look back on April 10th of 1996 when I felt like it was done. Mm -hmm. And I realized why I woke up on April 11th of 1996 and why I will always celebrate it. Well, I'll always share it openly uh, to give people that hope. Uh, that that sometimes, you know, your dreams just need to be rescued. He, here's the thing, Mark, you know, I, I know I've been talking a while about this, but I want to get this out. Uh, we have this language in our culture that says, chase your dreams, pursue your dreams, right? Mm -hmm. And like we cheer that on and I get the sentiment behind it, but the language is all wrong. That language says the thing you want the most is running from you. Chase mm -hmm. it, pursue it. I hope you catch it. And if you don't, that's on you. You know, mm -hmm. as if there's this incongruency between your greatest desire and your efforts. And I've come to see that that's just not true. Your dreams aren't running from you. It's not something you chase. It's not something you pursue. It's something you rescue because the lives we wanted to live have been covered up and buried by this curse of comparison we have with other people's lives. Their highlight reels on, on social media, this, uh, the expectations that other people put on us for the life we should live. So we make choices based on what other people would do. And we wake up one day and we're like, you know, we're the talking head song once in a lifetime. We're like, well, how did I get here? Yeah. You know, we don't know who we are. So that's, that's the long answer to your question of who was Adam before and who's Adam today. It was that journey. And I'll never stop turning rocks over for me and for other people and reminding them that they should live life at full choice. And it's never too late to make changes, no matter how hard those changes are, it's just never too late. Yeah, that's a great message. It definitely never is too late. And you're the only person that's holding you back when it comes to getting after those dreams. And I love how you identified chasing your dreams as kind of one of those things that you know, you're never gonna catch it because it's always running from you. Yeah. Um, that's very, very cool how you put that out there. What would you say to the folks who are going through struggles today and they might be out there to where you were in, in April 10th? Um, oh, man. You know, I, I know it's hard to say like what, what flip switched for you, but what would you say yeah. to those folks that are at, they're at, at April 10th? Oh, like, God. I, I would say, I'm so sorry that you're there. 
I, I'm sorry that you're there. Um, having been there myself, you, you know, when you hit that moment, let me tell you something that you might not hear from a lot of people. When you hit that moment, that moment will always stay with you. That moment doesn't leave. It's almost like you're an alcoholic. Like, don't walk into the bar again. You have to regulate enough to never get to that point again because that point is with you now. You know that point is with you and no amount of awakening is going to change that. I'd be lying if I said I don't have hardships that make me reflect back on April 10th. Mm -hmm. uh, life can be very difficult. But what I want to say to people who are there, I mean, the best thing I can say, even though you won't feel it, you'll know it, you won't believe it in your heart. And there's a difference between knowledge and belief mm. is today's not forever. It's not forever. And, and God, some of your greatest friendships, your greatest experiences are ahead of you. They're not behind you. And I know it seems like now is the way it will always be, but it won't. Thank God we change. We change regularly. We change every five or at least 10 years, right? And, and we experience new things and discover new hobbies, passions, relationships. Uh, a lot of times, you know, everyone wants to give you the cute little cat poster of them on the branch saying, you know, hang in there. Um, today's not forever. For those who are in my friend Deanna's role, let me just give you a, a coaching tip. Acknowledge the feeling, don't correct it. People are suicidal and people hurt. The last thing they want is for you to go, oh, you're not suicidal, it's not that bad. Don't be hurt, everything is fine. That's not what people want. Mm -hmm. uh, it, that pain needs to be heard first. So the best thing you can do if you're on the other side of it, as a friend or even a casual acquaintance in someone's life or a stranger if you find them suicidal, the best thing you can do is just acknowledge that feeling and sit with it. You don't have to have the answers. That's called leading with empathy. Simply sit in this, in this space of empathy with that person and it, it'll go further than you realize. Yeah, I love that. It's almost like giving them that sense that you're somebody's listening, paying attention and acknowledging where they are versus yeah. trying to fix it. Yeah. Oh, that's great. We've got a couple of comments here from the audience right now uh, from the story. Uh, Victor says, mind blown right now. So true. Yeah. We have uh, Transcend MTB says, your past, whether good or bad, gives you something you can use to reach others who finds themselves where you were. Uh -huh. Being able to talk about it years later is why you woke up that morning. Ah, uh, thank you for that, Transcend. Absolutely, man. Like we, we need to have these discussions, man. Like mental wellness is real. And and people give the impression that like they don't struggle. That's just a lie. That's a facade. We, yeah. and there's a thing called in coaching called the Jahari window. There's a secret pain. That's a thing. Like people are showing you something different than what's true. Uh, I wish people would talk more openly. Thank God there's people who are talking openly about it. But we need to know the playing field is pretty level. We all get dark thoughts, you know, we all have seasons. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much to it. <clears throat> and then the mentality part, it, it plays such a role, even in our sport of mountain biking, um, mm -hmm. it, it plays a role in how well you do, how much fun you have, whether you notice certain things on the trail, what you remember <laughs> if you're in the moment. Um, uh -huh. There's so much that goes into it other than your physical ability to do things, yeah. um, which is another reason why I wanted to have you on the show, because I, I love your story. I love your mental fortitude on, on life and on mountain bikes. Um, so again, thank you for being on the show and Thanks for having me, man. I love, I love the story and, and where you are. So if, if anybody is interested in uh, learning more about Adam Mock, 
Of course, we're going to have him on the show here for this whole entire time. I just wanted to make sure that I feel so compelled to let people know. Adam, where can they find more about you and possibly even um, getting coached by you? Okay. Uh, I'm really most active on Instagram and YouTube. Um, it, it's interesting. You know, Instagram is so partitioned. You know what I mean? Like everyone has to have like their their profile for their thing. And no shade towards people who do that. I get it. I, mine is really about the idea of leadership and just translate that as life, life, art, and, and, and mountain biking. Uh, but you can hit me up on Instagram, shoot me, you know, DMs uh, if you want to there. On that, I, I post little um, IGTVs trying to give you tools to move forward. I usually try and tap into um, things that I'm getting a lot from my clients. Or I'm, it's in the zeitgeist. A lot of people are struggling with it. I have questions about it. So you'll get that. And then I usually follow that up with just something that hopefully will uh, you can read just, you know, it's a, consider an inspirational quote or something that you can read or, or something you can ideate on. And then I usually show some art I'm working on because I love I love that realm. So that's my Instagram on YouTube. It's much more slanted toward mountain biking. But even in that, when I can, without forcing it, I, I believe the trails are teaching us lessons about life. So you can reach out, comment, um, you know, connect with me there. And then I have my site, adamock.com, and that really is pure coaching. I don't spotlight a lot of my art there. That just shows, you know, I have some endorsements there from people um, kind of vouching for, for my character and what I can what, what I can do in terms of just helping as a coach and really where my heart is. You can read about my story there. So if you want to go to my Instagram, um, adamock.lcs, which just stands for Leadership Coaching Specialist. My website's adamock.com. And my YouTube, just look up adamock. You'll see the the icon uh, for those of you on the podcast, you can't see it, but I'm wearing a shirt. It looks like a, a crown, kind of a white logo. It looks like a crown on a black background. Yeah, I love that. I love that logo too. It's, I, I thought it was a, it looked like an A and an M, but that the crown kind of reminded me of something like you're out there achieving your dreams, achieving your goals and, and putting that crown on. And then I was looking through your stuff. I'm like, oh, that's exactly what he said. That's You're very cool. on it, Mark. It is the AM. Obviously, it's the AM. But the truth of the matter is, this transcends me. All that is is, it's it, it, you know, it's called iconography. It gives an identifier for people to attach you to go. That's what I strive for. Yeah, it's an AM for me. But honestly, it's also this crowning achievement of living the life you want, and it has those ups and downs in there. So it's it serves multiple purposes. But my hope when people look at it is they go, I'm striving for something great, even in my most difficult moments. I love it. And Adam Mock, you are definitely a lighthouse in, in the community of mountain biking. And the AM is always going to remind me that logo, that crown is always going to remind me of positivity and, and somebody who's out there helping others salvage their dreams. And we definitely need it these days more than ever. So yeah. I'm glad that uh, lighthouses shine bright when it's dark outside, right? Uh, sweet. I like the way you put that. It, it's your, your inspirational buddy. Um, so if anybody has any more questions on Adam Mock's story, uh, please chime it in. But um, on this part of the show, we'll head over to some trail talk with Adam Mock because Ooh. Adam is a mountain biker as well. If you look at his YouTube channel, there are some great videos. In fact, one of my favorite ones was actually done on a secret trail called Slaughterhouse up here in the Murrieta area. And, and that video had me laughing, had me totally drawn in. I, I was literally laughing at one point because of what you guys had stumbled upon that it was like a gut laugh, you know, that guttural laugh where you can't breathe. <laughs> <laughs> it was just such a good time. And I can completely feel your guys' stoke out there. <laughs> Mark, I have to thank you. So, you know, um, little, little side story here. It's because of Mark that the, you know, that whole flock hit the trail because I watched your video on it. 
and your stoke was so high and you're out there with your squad. And I was like, oh man, like instantly I was like, that just went to the number one list of trails to hit, you know? <laughs> so I was like shooting it out all out to like, like my friends and everything being like, what do y'all think? Right. And you were so cool. You know, you're like, you're dropping hints and like, like, Hey, you need any help getting there? You're like, hit me up. Exactly. But, uh, man, we dropped in. If y'all haven't watched the video, check it out. It has like, I, I created like an R rating on the thumbnail. <laughs> can't miss it. Ridiculousness. <laughs> it instantly gets you like we're, we're all so conditioned by that R rating image, you know, like, Ooh, I'm, I'm instantly 11 again. Can I watch this? this <laughs> right. But like you go to it and, and I, I, here's spoilers, spoiler alert galore right here. Like I haven't even hit the downhill and the, you know, the whole flock is climbing. And I, I thought that someone like had crop dusted and I, I'm like, I rode into it because like I could smell this thing in the air and it was so tangible, you know, and, you, and you're kind of playing it cool. You're just kind of like, oh man, right? Like, ah, like it just totally landed in that, but it just lingered. And all of a sudden I look at my, my saddle and what up, Elderan? And um, man, I look at my saddle and I, I'm kind of like taken aback, you know, like, there's a fist-sized pile of dookie on my saddle and it's it smells awful it just smells awful and so i you know just go check out the video i, I don't want to ruin more but like that's just the start of how slaughterhouse trail went for this whole this whole group and it, it was a lot of fun oh it's oh, a good watch good. i hadn't laughed that hard watching a mountain bike video where it was like i felt i laughed so hard that it, my emotions brought me right there with you guys on the trail that's and great. then you were in the DH mode and then you're just right there with it. So I don't know if it's because I, I know the trail so well or, or, or a combination of knowing the trail and the, the vibe you guys brought to that video uh -huh. and the stoke, you guys were just hooting and hollering. I loved it. I loved oh, it. Oh man, I gotta say, man, like a shout out to that entire, uh, that entire flock. I love those guys. And what's so cool about the mountain biking community. So, so two of those guys in particular, well, all but one, my friend, Robert, I've known since before I got into mountain biking. Joseph, we call him Master Joseph. He's just such a rad dude. I love him to, to pieces. And um, he's very skilled, right? So like our friend Brian's like, that's Master Joseph. So we call him you know, Master Joseph now. I met him just practicing skills like out of the park by my house. He saw me practicing wheelies and like struck up a conversation, like the power of mountain biking, right? And he's become quickly one of my closest friends. Brian, who is on that trip, reached out because of my channel. Just a great guy. And he had gotten into mountain biking. He's like, hey, man, I watch your channel. want to connect. So I had a chance to connect with him. And Jeff, it was the same thing. Like, reached out to me because of my channel. Wanted to ride. And I, I remember, I couldn't ride with them right away. But I, I didn't forget about them. So the second I had a chance to be like, yo, like, I'm hitting Santiago Oaks. I'm going to be at Sky Park. You know, you want to join us. I'm so grateful they did because I, I, I love all of them. And um, we're all so uniquely different. And I think it just brought a unique energy and vibe to, to that trail, but it showed how uniting something like mountain biking can be. And I, I believe that's true outside of mountain bike, get, get with a group of people and get active and just kind of watch like the way you vibe together. It's something just wonderful about it. Absolutely. I really believe in the iron sharpens iron yeah. when you're around other good people and, uh, you know, you just always rise to the level of the common denominator, right? So you're surrounding yourself by good people that are testing themselves, that are pushing themselves and having a good time. Uh -huh. It's just inevitable. You're going to have that stoke as well. And yeah, that video really highlights it. 
as well. Speaking of, uh, one of my crewmates is on here, Mr. Joey Yates. Hello, hello, Mr. Joey Yates. So Got uh, Transcend TB. Oh, I love this. He says, Lighthouse is how you find your way home. Thank God for Lighthouse, yeah. right? <laughs> El Duran. What's up, El Duran? What's up, fellas? He says. Uh-huh. And, uh, Victor also says this about the logo and the mountain on the logo. Mountain oh, on the logo. Downs in life. You're pointing it out. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Thank you. You know, one of the things I heard you say was, you you refer to your crew as the flock. When you guys are out there, yeah. you call them the flock. Why 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 do you or is there a meaning behind the flock versus like a crew or a group? Yeah, you know what it is. It, it goes it goes beyond my friends. I want to say that it's definitely not exclusive. It's not some kind of like you know elite group. Flock is all of us, man. That that's you, Mark, and it's your crew. It's you know MTB Allen when he talks about his crew outsider talks about the outsiders like. This is us, man, right? And and you see birds of a feather flock together. We all love mountain biking, mm. right? So when we're out there, man, don't you just feel like you're flying? That downhill mm. is just like, until you've done it, it's really hard to explain to people who see a GoPro footage, they go, that's too gnarly for me. It goes way beyond that, right? So for me, the flock is this idea of like, look, man, you you hear those crows and ravens like cheering each other on. You hear the geese do that when they're flying, right? They're like encouraging one another. That's what it is. That's all the yous and and yes. stoke that you hear, right? Yes. I say flock because that's that's what it reminds me of. I've always identified with with like the smarts of birds, and uh, I, I love the idea that you know they're just not solo. Uh, they're not solo on their migration. Whatever they're moving to in life, they got a, they got a group with them. So I love that. So all of you listening, you're the flock. You're definitely part of the flock when I say that. That's very cool. Birds of a feather flock together. I love that. Fly together. And then it's true when you are, I mean, there's an organization to those birds when they're flying in formation, right? The leader mm-hmm. is up front, just like we have a leader up front. Right in, our, in our flock and they're they're calling out drop or rocks or jump and uh-huh. then you got person in sweep taking the back making sure everyone makes it down safely yeah. keep an eye out for everybody that's very cool right god, listen god bless the sweepers the best group rides i've been on is when one of the be- more experienced uh people choose to sweep which allows those people who are building their skills hell yeah universe core <laughs> allow those people who are building <laughs> their skills to uh to feel like they are a part of and not lagging behind. Y'all do group rides. If you got someone in your group who's willing to sweep it, I think it's just one of the most giving places you can be and one of the most encouraging places. It makes those riders developing their skill feel so much more capable to not be last and to not be left behind. That's a good way to, that's a great, great angle to look at that. And that's very true. That is cool. Cause a lot of times if they're very experienced and they're holding sweep, at the bottom, you can get tips from them. Like, Hey, yeah. was I, did I enter that corner ride or yeah, that definitely wasn't the right line. Right. <laughs> this week was encouraging you, right? Like, you know, they're sitting there being like, come on, Mark. Yeah, Mark. Yeah. Like, there's just something about that. It's like, I got this. I got yes. This. Yeah. So my daughter popped on Uh daughter magpie got this thing for birds. So oh, there we go. Ah, oh, welcome aboard. Thanks for being on magpie mock. Love it. Love it. You know, it's funny that you say the sweep because uh, this weekend I was riding with a bunch of uh, folks in the crew and the flock mm-hmm. and they were really talented riders. And I somehow found myself in front of Don Zabo. 
And Sabo <laughs> <laughs> is such an amazing writer. And I felt like, oh, I don't know if I'm fast enough to be in front of Zabo, but I knew he was just is, right? <laughs> he was filming and coaching. And, uh-huh. you know, it, it's uh, it has that feeling where you're, you think about it for a second, but then you're like, you just laser into what you're trying to do. And then only at the bottom do you remember like, oh, crap, Zabo was right behind me. <laughs> you know, yeah, I right. didn't him up. <laughs> Zabo, is, man, Zabo, if you're on, I, I love you, man. Like I, I got to meet him. Um, some of you might know the honorary mayor of Aliso, Greg, Greg Russell. He knows like everyone out in Aliso. But because of Greg, Greg taught me a lot as a writer. I met, I met Don. And so Don and I were acquaintances and we got to ride recently. And um, like Don's skills are off the charts. I mean, you're, you're elite level, you know, and you know, cause I know you're riding with that flock, right? Oh, but man. Don also brings just this kind of like matter of fact humor to his own skills where it's just so like, it's just matter of fact to him, but he doesn't make you feel bad about not being his level. He's like one of the greatest guys to ride with. He totally is. He's yeah. so inspiring and he's so humble and you talk to him and you, you wouldn't realize the skill that's behind the person you're talking to until you see it in action. Yeah. You see it in action. You're like, what the heck? This is next level. <laughs> we were eyeing this jump and we were looking at it 5,000 different ways. Well, we could do this or we could do that and we could hit it at this speed. And maybe if we go left to right or no, no right to left, and Zabo just looks at us and he's looking at, he looks down on his bike and he goes, well, guys, let's just, uh, let's just do what's in front of us. <laughs> this is like, it's very complicated yeah. for, for Zabo. Yeah. Yeah. He was right. I was like, if you decide to take it, it's in front of you. You got it. Yeah. You know, you're ready. You, you, you feel like you're ready. You put yourself there, yeah. you know, commit to that. If you don't feel like you're ready, you move to the side. Like that's in front of you. Like you got that committed. Uh, so yeah. it really killed that, that, Chatter doubt. Yeah. And we all just dropped in. And I love all- it. You know, they're just saying, uh, get too scared to jump if I wait too long. You know, that moment yes. you're on the diving board and you're like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to, nah, I'm not doing it. Yeah. And I think Pablo <laughs> understands that innately. Like, yeah, I don't have time for that. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. and, and hey, if, if y'all don't know, like, really look into, into Double O Zabo. This guy's a legend. Like, mm-hmm. that's not an understanding. He's a legend. Mm-hmm. And, he had beyond his resiliency with his own skill in snowboarding and skateboarding and motocross and mountain biking, he has been very resilient in life and he's had a lot of hardships. And I, to see the way he just puts himself out there on social media and keeps that positive uh, mindset is really inspiring. I, I think it's great that, that he, he displays that for everyone to see. Me too. You're well said. I, I love that about him. I mean, I didn't realize when I was talking to him, I didn't realize the things and challenges he's had in his life, but it makes sense when I hear his sign off on certain things saying, enjoy this. Any day on this side of the dirt is a great day to enjoy the whole thing. Yeah. And then you learn about his story and you're like, wow, that guy inspires me in multiple ways. Yeah. Good man. Very cool. Um, Adam, as far as other trail talks goes, any, anything on your end, as far as favorite trails, new trails, things that maybe have changed on certain trails? Yeah, that's a, that's a great thing. I, I'm really adventurous. I, my favorite trails are new trails with new people too. Like I, you know, I love the flock. I love bringing them along, kind of like growing that. And I love meeting people out there. 
favorite trails are kind of standbys. Uh, Stair Steps in Aliso is just one of my all-time favorites because if, if you're an intermediate rider and looking to step up into like that pure black level, um, it's, it's so fun because there's two entrances. There's like a double black entrance with this area called the waterfall, which was my very first video I ever put out. Actually, it's what started my channel. But if you don't want to do that, it's cool, man. Like you go down the alt line and you still have so much fun hitting that alt line and it blends together into just a pure black, like unrelenting downhill over like, you know, rocks and things like that. And, uh, it, it just puts a smile on your face and you have to climb your way back out. But stair steps is definitely, definitely one of my favorites. That's very cool. We have a guy here or I don't, I'm sorry. I don't know if it's a guy or, but it says just went to the luge for the first time. Saw the same sticker as your logo, Adam. Nice to put a face to it. <laughs> Thanks man. Listen, yeah, you caught one of my tags in the wild. That definitely, I tagged the luge. So you caught one of my stickers. <laughs> uh, this one says, I love how Adam truly appreciates the people around him. That's so nice. Thank you for that. I appreciate you for saying that. <laughs> Reflect that back to you. Thank you. That's very fun. So um, the luge I hear as far as trails go. Now, I haven't been out to the luge, but I hear it is a bear of a climb. And somehow it's a short downhill for the climb. Have you mm -hmm. been to the luge before? Yeah, I've been to the luge plenty of times. Yes, bear of a climb. Now, if you chunk that out and, and you know, you got a good, good group with you, it's cool. Definitely not, um, not a fun climb on a hot SoCal summer day, right? Like that's, <laughs> that's awful. But yeah, um, as it, as we're seeing the chat, uh, <laughs> dude, this is great. Yeah, sorry, the brother. There you are. Right now, I live twice on my dude. Dude, dude. But the downhill is absolutely worth it. It's absolutely worth it. And um, there's times I don't feel like it is because I hate climbing. But that the luge is just something you almost have to do if you're in SoCal. You know, I feel like it's a, a little bit of a rite of passage. For mountain bikers, uh, I'd say it's a it's a healthy blue. The exposure makes areas of it black, so watch yourself on the right hand side because you don't you know you don't want to go off the cliff, right? I, I know outsiders had had quite a quite a, a wipeout on there before, and many people have. But luge is fun. Go check it out. Hey, hit me up if you see my you know my sticker that I've tagged up there at the top luge at the at the marine pole on the ammo box, and you know tag me on social media. Worth doing. You know what I did, Mark? I'm going to let you know on the sneak peek. You know what I did to make my climb easier on the luge, though? Oh, I need other tips I can get. Tell us. Tell <laughs> yeah. us. Okay. It's a big tip. So y'all got to y'all gotta stick with me. Um, so you know I ride an Ibis Ritmo. I love my Ibis Ritmo. Absolutely love that bike. But today, here's a quick sneak peek. For those who can't see and can hear, I'm turning my camera around to show. <gasps> I scored myself a YT decoy shred this morning. E-bike, my first e-bike, and that's enough. I'll save it for my channel. That is sick. Oh, <laughs> you, know, Mark, you know, I was asking you about Cavi's uh, decoy, right? Like where everyone, yes. everyone was rocking the other day. Literally scored myself a decoy shred this morning, and I'm so stoked to climb. <laughs> like the, the, the luge climb, because maybe I'll do two runs now. Who knows? Dang, bike check video, bike check video. We want to see that. <laughs> you know it's coming. Just give you a sneak peek at my content, right? That is beautiful. That is beautiful. Um, here's Joey Yates. He's riding a decoy as well. Joey, no. Like, I just, I, I couldn't sleep last night because I saw it on, on offer up last night. And I was like, please don't let this be one of those sellers. 
who is going to be unattentive or kind of screw me over, right? Yes, miles for miles, Joe. You got that. <laughs> but the guy was a stand-up guy named Darren. He might be watching a really fun dude to meet today. And um, I'm so happy to have the bike. Unfortunately for him, he had to sell it because he tore his ACL. Oh, and so, you know, like, you know, at that point, you're you're like surgery, your months of healing. And he's just like, I, I can't enjoy the bike. So I get to enjoy Darren's bike now. And Darren, I hope you up. Carrying the torque. The torque. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, so let's, let's, let's that, is, that is awesome. That's awesome. a beautiful, that's a beautiful bike. bike. Yeah. I love it. Let's let's head over to the next part of the, the podcast, uh, which is product spotlight. And, and the bike is a perfect segue for it. Um, Adam, do you have any products or sponsors or like upgrades? Obviously, we saw the bike. It was a sneak peek. If you missed it, you're going to have to wait and tune in to Adam Mock's YouTube channel to see the video for it, yeah. but uh, anything that you'd like to share with Product Spotlight? Yeah, listen, if you if you haven't watched my channel, you're new to me or anything like that, I, I really want to share something that's awesome. I got my first sponsor, and what's so cool about that is, you know, there's a lot of MTV YouTubers out there. We all would love sponsors, right? We're all striving for something. I didn't know my first sponsorship would be Deity Components, and that's, that's my first sponsor is Deity, like, right? Like on the Mount Rushmore of components, I'd say, right? They're like, I love Deity Components, and I rock them. Like, I think they have the dopest uh, stems and grips and handlebars and, man, like sick colorways because I love the 80 pops of vibrant neon colors, you know? I think that's so dope. So... Um, deity. And if you did not watch my channel, listen, let me really encourage you. I'm a 48 year old man and I don't consider myself a shredder on the hills or not the hills, the mountains. I said the same thing in my video. Why do I call them hills? Mountain biking. <laughs> I call hill TV. Um, on the mountains, listen, um, deity wasn't just looking for racers. They have something called the uh, Fresh Blood Team. It's a grassroots sponsorship program. And when I saw this, I reached out to them. They just wanted to know your story. And I shared my story with them the same way I shared it today. And what was so cool is Deity heard me. They literally heard my story and uh, who I am, what I'm into, and, and, and where I want to go as a writer and in life. And they got behind me on it. And before I knew it, you know, uh, it, they get thousands of, of these things. You know, people would love to be sponsored by Deity, but they sent an offer of sponsorship to me and I, I could not be happier. So on my new decoy shred, as cool as the components are, they're specced with it. It's going to be even cooler as I start to spec it out with my deity uh, components, right? So when I get that is when I'll do my bike checks. I really want to be able to represent products that I believe in. I believe in these deity products a thousand percent. Uh, for those of you who rock them, you know how awesome they are. So yeah, when I do the bike check, deity will be a big part of that. That's really awesome. It's, it's so awesome that you had all these deity components on your bike before even the sponsorship. So right. that speaks leaps and bounds. And I'm looking at, for the folks that are watching this live, looking at the deity website here, they have a ton of stuff, handlebar, stems, grips, pedals, saddles, ev everything. Oh, they got your hookup. Listen, if you want, if you got a colorway, you're dreaming up, you want to, you know, check out your bike, it, deity. Diddy's got you. <laughs> they got you. That is very cool. Adam, do you think, will they give you a promo code in the future for like some deity hey, discounts for the rest of the folks? Let's hope. But listen, if you're listening or watching this, you know, with confidence, I'm not getting anything for uh, uh, saying that. It's not like an affiliate thing, you know, with me. So uh, lock your socks off, man. Go rock some deity. And it's a cool That's name, too, right? Very cool name. Very cool name. Been talking to Deity sometimes when, when I'm about ready to drop in or 
if I'm hurt. <laughs> a whole other, that's a whole other deity, huh? <laughs> exactly. Cool. Uh-huh. Uh, um, let's talk about YouTubers. Unless, is there, is there anything else on the product spotlight that you'd like to mention? Or, or? Uh, Yeah, I want to mention this unrelated to mountain biking. I have a shot glass here filled with vodka. Oh yes, and um, and on it, I don't know if you can see this if you're if you're watching this right right now. Hey, right with Chris, um, I have I love pro wrestling and I love luchadors like lucha libre. And there's Neil Mascaras on here, like a, it's like the Hulk Hogan of you know Mexican wrestling. So this is filled with some chilled vodka. So you want to you want to join me in a toast, Mark? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> hey man, cheers. cheers! Cheers! New friendships, huh? Cheers, everyone, to new friendships. The mountain bike community brings us all together. Now, we were talking backstage, and you were saying that there is actually a Yeti. Um, There's a Yeti whiskey, whiskey, right? Yeah. Hey, Eldoran. Thanks for joining us on that. There's a Yeti whiskey. I, I Pro Bike Supply is like my shop. You know, we all have our shops. You know what I'm saying? Um, Bike Co., The Path, Pro Bike Supply. We all got our place. And I went in there, and I was just jokingly like, you know, I feel like I'm at Cheers, like at the bar. And, and over there was like, you want something to drink? And Nico over there, you know, they're all just like, you you down? I, I'm not a beer drinker. So, um, but they had whiskey and it was Yeti brand whiskey. So, you know, we celebrate. I know not everyone is, is a drinker. I know it's not everyone's cup of tea. Totally cool. Uh, but it was a kind of a fun little, you know, connecting experience there. And Yeti has yeah. one. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeti, Yeti does it all. <laughs> hey, Macho Man Randy Savage Cup, right on. Yeah. Right with Chris. What's happening, Chris? Cheers from Macho, Macho Man Randy Savage. Classic. Speaking of trails, I'm going to have this gentleman ride with Chris, hopefully on the show. We're trying to, we keep trying to narrow down the date, and then things keep changing just due to life and everything else going on. But I was out in Sedona, Arizona, and I'm, I was looking for a trail called Little Horse that shot up around and caught up to like um hogs back hogs heaven all that stuff that i didn't realize that like the crazy i didn't realize that the white line was right above it yeah <laughs> have, have you guys seen the white line out there but listen when people tackle that i i just go i'm gonna watch it like i want to watch it from afar and, and what i mean by far is so far that i'm on my couch watching it on youtube and i'm not even <laughs> you know <this> page. <laughs> When, when you know, when you know that they've already made it, right? <laughs> right, right, yeah, just that. Yeah, I I watched this guy ride with Chris. He's a he rides for Giant. He's a Giant ambassador, nice. and he wrote this is. I don't want to do too much of a spoiler alert, but let's just say his drive train blue, and dot dot dot. He still is going to tackle the white line. So, <laughs> The guy is was a, is a, is a trials writer you know, type of thing, and the guy's amazing. You you got me tuning in already. I gotta yeah. find <laughs> it's just cool that kind of mindset that he had to accomplish that goal, and yeah. it was definitely part of the winning the day mentality for him. And that was on the agenda, and that was going to have to happen. But boy, were my palms sweaty watching the whole thing. So <laughs> I, I look forward to having you on the show, buddy. <laughs> Cheers, Robert. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Robert, Robert's the fuck. Love Robert. Um, speaking of YouTube and things like that, uh, let's talk about YouTubers while while we're here. Um, any any YouTubers you've been following lately? Anything uh, could be mountain biking related, non-mountain biking related, 
But what is Adam Mock tuning into on the old YouTube? Ooh, okay. So here's, man, I love our fellow mountain biking YouTubers. I, I, I really do. Um, okay, so I'm a big fan of, of Outsider and Alan. You know, mm. uh, I really, really like those guys a lot. And they have such different vibes to their channels, you know? Um, and it's cool. Outsider is just so like relatably witty. It just cracks me up to watch his stuff. And Alan's edits, like he's such a nice guy and his edits are sick. Yes. You know, um, they're just, they're just sick. Um, uh, but, uh, beyond them, uh, man, I'm trying to like, gosh, I subscribe so a lot like uh, MTV lifestyle. This guy oh. has some hustle, man. Okay. Like this guy like churns out videos and videos. And I found myself binging his videos because he, I just appreciate the grind. And um, I recently got to update his his logo for his channel for him. Um, so lifestyle, somebody that uh, uh, that I watch. And I also, oh, I want to answer this question, Transcend, hold on. Um, I also, um, I like watching like like people who don't have like thousands of followers, like like some of the thousands of followers, right? UO SoCal is a really good guy, Danny Milton, very good in-depth like drone reviews. You know, he does archery bikes galore that guy goes way in depth awesome mtv really like you know mo and hannah a lot i feel like i'm going to forget someone and i don't mean to mtv more is a good guy for someone who has under a thousand followers i think he might be like around 600 or some subs uh listen subs is not an indication of quality please know that you can have somebody who's got like a hundred subs and their quality can just be flipping awesome Dang. and it doesn't have to be like great production but you know what i'm saying mark like totally. Yeah, there's just oh. some really great content out there. And I would really encourage you all to support those who are working hard, uh, obviously, like the Outsiders and Allens and, and Awesome MTBs and Lifestyles and such. But please support those people who are up and coming that really um, have a great voice at the, at the table as mountain biking am ambassadors. MTB More, I think, has got the most chill vibe. And that guy constantly puts out content that shows you great trails in SoCal. And uh, I, I really like like his stuff. And listen, if I've forgotten you, please forgive me because there's so many. But those ones who post consistently all the time, um, give them some love. That takes a lot of work. You know, it, it, it takes a lot of work. So it, it's funny because as a as an MTB YouTuber, it's always so hard to like not compare your follows and likes to other to other pages. And it also, you don't want to hang your worth on, on how many subs you have. Sometimes that can be very difficult. Oh man, it's a mind game. Let, I'm going to table that for one second. So I want to answer Transcend's thing about what yes, yes. wrestler from the eighties, Ricky, the dragon steamboat, hands down. My favorite wrestler from the eighties, love Ricky, the dragon steamboat, <laughs> had the chance to meet him at, uh, because I'm friends with Booker T. Booker T was nice enough to introduce me to Ricky, the dragon steamboat when Booker was being inducted into the hall of fame. True story, cool story. So, um, uh, yeah, Ricky the Dragon. Now, going back to what you said, Mark, about this comparison thing, man, it wrecks your mind, right? Because yeah. you're like, you see people, and we're kind of in this comparison culture that's like, well, I'm putting out content just as good, maybe better. Why do I not have the subs? Or why did I lose subs? Or why don't more people, you know, know about me? And the second you do away with that, you, you really, um, get back to remembering why you did it in the first place, which is just to share your experience on the mountain bike, maybe share some skills or knowledge, tell the story out there. And, and that will keep you at, at a good pace. Uh, Miltonator is another great YouTube oh, channel. I love, I love the Miltonator. Yeah. Yes. 
And I had a chance to ride with him. Milton's a great guy. We got to hit stair steps, you know, my favorite trail. And Milton, man, like he's just one of the most focused guys. Like I love him, but his vibe, you could tell from his videos, dude is just focused. Like he's going to do the race. He's going to hit the jump, right? Like he's, he's breaking down exactly like what is and what isn't. And he's a great storyteller. So Miltonator is uh, is another, another one I like to watch. Yeah, I totally agree with you with Miltonator. I remember when I first started the segment, I had made some stickers and I went out to Greer and I rode and then I was in the parking lot and there's all these riders coming down the mountain and I'm handing out stickers like, Hey, I'm yeah. starting a, a channel. Would you like, had no clue I was handing a sticker to the Miltonator. And I, <laughs> I remember looking at him like, this guy looks awfully familiar. Yeah. And yeah. I remember he took the sticker. He goes, hey, man, I'll check it out. And he couldn't have been the nicest guy. Yes. He was like the nicest person. Yeah. And he's like, good luck with it. You know, you're going to do great. And I'm yeah. like, wow, this guy's really rooting me on. But why? Come yeah. to find out. That's the Miltonator. Because that's just him, man. Like that, that guy's really good like that. I, I want to say too, um, it, it's worth saying whether Alan is going to watch this or not. MTV Alan, you know, I got the chance to do a group ride uh, that Path put on with, with Alan. And I, I wanted to be part of that. I thought, hey, let's ride with Alan. That'd be cool. I saw Alan take the time to talk to everybody. Yeah. And to thank them, to say goodbye to them when they were done riding and everything. And I, I remember like, this is how important this is for anybody, whether you're, you're a YouTuber or not, people are watching you, like choose your actions, you know? And mm -hmm. what I saw from Alan on that was just, just pure class, making everybody mm -hmm. feel included, sharing that stoke with everybody and, uh, and doing that lace with the, with just the right amount of humility. So I, I'll never forget that. I think that's, that's really, really cool, right? We're all just out there riding and doing the best thing we can. So, yeah. I, I love it. He and, and he is such a nice, genuine guy. You know, uh, MTB Allen is the same person you see talking on camera and talking on the trail that he is, you know, after the rides are over. And he, he does. He does such a good, you know, good job at just being inclusive with everybody. When I asked him once, I said, how how do you do it, Alan? How are you, you know, able to ride and concentrate and still be aware of who's around you and making sure everyone feels included and he just says, that's my peeps, man. These are yeah. all mountain bikers like me. Yeah. You know? Cool. So, that guy, right? Yeah. Cool. I said, what's the most translatable lesson from mountain biking to personal development? Oh, a real light question. Appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> the, most, the most translatable lesson from mountain biking to personal development. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to say this. Mountain biking will show you how how powerful living at full choice is. And a lot of people who know me know I, I say this a lot. A lot of people live lives where they pick chocolate or vanilla ice cream. They think they're living at full choice. They're not. Full choice is recognizing there's 31 flavors and still picking chocolate or vanilla because that's your favorite or that's what you want, okay? But you have the choice of the others. In mountain biking, what you're gonna see is people put tremendous effort on the trail and off, studying videos, learning from other riders to accomplish something they want on the trails. But they won't translate that to other areas of their life. They won't translate it to their marriage that is falling apart. They won't translate it to their unpassionate work life. They won't translate it to their physical health. They'll do it on the trails because somehow there it almost feels emotionally detached from everything else. And so I think the one of the most translatable lessons from mountain biking to personal development is Live at full choice, the same way you pick your lines going down the trails. You do have those choices 
in life outside of those trails. And yeah, some of those choices you make are like double black diamond choices. Like if you had to make a decision that you knew your marriage was over, that's a double black diamond choice. If you had to make a decision that you have to end a relationship with people in your life because it's toxic, that's not an easy choice. That's the definition of shredding the gnar and it feels dangerous and you're gonna get hurt, but you will grow stronger from it. And you'll learn how to navigate those things. And some of them are green trails, you know, easier decisions. No, I'm not gonna take that opportunity. It's really not that important to me. But the, I, I've seen so many people make efforts on the trails that they won't, they won't put that same effort towards their personal life. And I'm just telling you that same thing that you're activating on the trail is the same thing you need to activate in life. And no, it's not always easy, but it's absolutely always worth it. Yeah, preach it. I love it. I love it. A, a lot of times I, I, I see a new trail and climbing up a new trail, like certain aspects in, in my life personally. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know if this will resonate with anybody, but a lot of times when you pull up to a trail and you're climbing and you really don't know if you don't have all, if you haven't done all the homework, you're just kind of out with your friends. We're climbing, we're climbing. This is hard but I'm doing it for a reason. I'm doing it because I know that there's a really great experience on the other side. I know that there's going to be a reward of fun and, you know, all that bonding and riding and, and, and downhilling that's going to be coming up. But first I just got to get through this and this isn't going to be forever, but I got to put in the work to get to the other side. And so I feel like, but like you said, it's the, it's the full choices that you make. So if you're, if you're doing something to better yourself, it's not always going to be easy. That uphill is always going to be kind of, where is it? You know, when's it going to end? Yeah. But if you keep at it, eventually you're going to get to that sweet spot where you're getting to reap the benefits of that climb. Right. And um, I think that for me, I'll translate that to certain projects in my life where it's like, okay, never done this before. seems like a beast. And mm -hmm. I just go, okay, just like in my mountain biking, I'll go climb a hill and I won't know where the top is quite yet, but um I know that it's there for a reason. I know I'm doing this for a reason. And Good I'm about to enjoy it at some point. I, I love that, Mark. You know, the curse for me is because I, I, I get the privilege of being able to do this for a living. I teach people how they communicate. I raise their self-awareness. I, I teach them about their emotional intelligence. If it happens on the trail and you're riding with me, sometimes it's hard for me to shut it off. Uh, you know, like you're just kind of always a, a coach, right? You're always into like personal development. So there's this part of me that just wants to get somewhat clinical and somewhat diagnostic on it. And, uh, and sometimes it, it probably would just be better if I just wrote, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, but that's good though. I mean, these are great things to, to learn and, and transfer into, into life because sometimes Adam, some of the things we do on mountain bikes out there in out in the middle of nowhere is harder than the things that we have to do at work. And if we could just figure out how to, transition some of that energy and focus over, we could be successful in both places, you know? Oh, and that's my hope for everybody. You know, it's funny, Mark, you may get this because you have that, you have that vibe about you too. So tell me, I'd be curious if you do, but like, and I love this. This is not a complaint. I, I really love this and appreciate it. I love going on rides. Uh, and, and what I like more than the downhill is that moment of connection when people just start opening up because they don't have a safe space in other places of their life, but they feel safe on the trail. And so you find yourself in this moment where people are talking about, you know, uh, their relationships, their life, their, their jobs, whatever that thing is outside of the trail, um, they can actually unpack it on the trails. And then it's almost like once they get that out on the climb or, you know, they have the downhill, it's almost like they can, 
they've had a moment to sort. Hey, do you get that? Do you get people just kind of interacting with you on that deeper level regularly? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the mountain biking kind of breaks down the walls, the barriers and allows you that peace and quiet with each other to just talk. Yeah. And yeah. I have experienced that. It's, it's, nice. like a safe, it's like a safe zone or a, um, I don't know. It's maybe it's vulnerability, especially when you're climbing, when you're, when you're being vulnerable out there with your, when you think about mountain biking, you're out in the middle of, you could be out in the middle of nowhere. If you think about like, God, if I get hurt, how's it going to, how long is it going to take me to get out of here? And who, how, who's going to help me? <laughs> you know, so in a sense, you're already vulnerable. You're already putting yourself in a vulnerable position. Yeah. And then you're bonding with somebody and you're tackling something. You're testing yourself with somebody you trust and like. Um, and then that just tends to open up to these conversations that go deeper than you would normally have in the civilian world, you know, quote unquote. And you realize they're on the trails because that's their one like respite from everything. Yes. You know what I mean? and, 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 you, and to create space for that and allow it and acknowledge what's happening there is, it's, it's kind of a, it's just this wonderful thing, you know, I, I love it. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. In fact, one of my buddies calls uh, one of the San Clemente trails on Sunday, they call it Dirt Church. Oh. <laughs> yes. I want to feel that name and just put it out on the trails. Like if somebody asks me where I'm going, I almost want to say, hey, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to Dirt Church because <laughs> yeah. it's, it, it could be spiritual. It could be just it's meditative. Do so you know in Aliso, there's pockets like the base of Choya or in the middle of Rocket after the step up. That's like church, like everyone gathers, right? And everyone's like, so it starts off as window shopping. We're all like checking out each other's gear and bikes. And then it becomes like, yo, what's up, man? What's your name? Right. And it's all the fist bumping and everything. Yep. It's church. Alan, what one movie from the eighties would serve as an introduction to Adam Mock? Oh, oh. oh there we go. Okay. So I think this was an eighties movie. Uh, Phil saying, say anything. I did love say anything with John Cusack. Uh, that was such a good movie. I don't know if that would introduce you. I want to say the, the first reaction is true romance because it's like Elvis and Kung Fu movies and comic books and uh, like just this ensemble, you know, crazy cast of, of characters. But I'd say true romance is, is the one that comes out. That's a funny ass question, man. <laughs> That's a great question. Speaking of MTB, Alan, Alan, we were just talking about you. I'm not sure if you were on the show at that point, but uh yeah, we're giving you a lot of props on on your ability to recognize, see everybody, and uh, just being a leader in the community when it comes to it. Oh, he says, great choice here. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Alan's, Alan's got some good taste. You know he's got good taste from the vibe of, vibe of his vids. But yeah, man, I hope your ears were ringing. It was, it was a mutual admiration society for you, Alan. So I definitely appreciate you uh, uh, being such an integral part of the MTB community. Loving some of the comments that are coming in from that section we were talking about, about opening up when you're out there on the ride. Uh, this uh, Double R says, this is deep. Um, yeah. Philip says, I would guess, say anything. See that? <laughs> it's movie, man. It's great soundtrack. You're overcoming insecurities. Yeah, you're overcoming insecurities yeah. for sure. That's exactly. the thing. So, so, you know, I want to touch on something else. I want to touch on this idea of fear. Uh, it's going to give you a pet peeve of mine. Cause I told you my other pet peeve is the idea of chasing your dreams and pursuing your dreams. I hate that. But my other one is this idea of, of live fearless. Mm. Listen, as someone who deals with emotional intelligence and some real, like I, I'm not boasting on myself, but to give context, I, I have the chance to work with gold medal Olympians and hall of famers and pro athletes and such. This idea of fearlessness is ridiculous and it's a brass ring. You're never going to reach fear is a very healthy emotion. 
So when you're talking about overcoming insecurities, know that fear is there as a gauge. That's all it is. It's a gauge to say, is it too dangerous for me? I should listen to that fear then. I don't want to be fearless because that lacks wisdom. But fear is a gauge. The, the, the real practical approach is how do you move through fear to continue to live at full choice and go after what you want? There's a lot of scary things we're going to tackle because as long as you have breath, there's a potential window in the Jahari window that is unexplored uh, that you can dive into. And that can get scary because it's new. But I would say embrace fear as part of the process. But please, it's a pet peeve. I do away with this idea of like, oh, don't be scared, you know, live fear. And no, stop that. That's nonsense. Yeah, you know, you're, you're in the wrong flock when people who don't know your skill set, they go, just send it, man. It's like, you haven't even seen me pedal. I don't. Wouldn't it be great just to celebrate each individual's accomplishment for what they're trying to do that day and not make them feel like they need to be like you or that they're less than, you know, another rider. I, that, and and thankfully we have a lot in the community who, who is, you know, who are like that. Yeah, no, that's very, very good. Here's a couple more back from that, that opening up section. Here we go. Climb time equals thinking, solving Mm -hmm. life problems, praying. Uh, so, so this person said you should, when you said, when Alan asked you the movie, what would be your intro? This one said the good, the bad, the ugly. <laughs> if I could whistle, I would give that. North Shore. Yeah. So. Adam, you know, thanks again for being on the show. I mean, yeah, at this point, we we move into some kind of funny questions. And, and with you being a, a coach, I would love, love, love to see how you answer some of these questions. Okay. Um, I'm going to just pull it up real quick as we as I'll we transition over there. I, I won't go. I'll try not to go in the deep end with these. <laughs> if, you, if anybody has any questions that are on the line here live, go ahead and and ask away if you have any questions for Adam or or myself. And uh, we also have MTB Allen on, on here, which is Woo. awesome. Um, so ask away. We also have Joey Yates. So here comes the questions. We'll go with these five. I'm going to go ahead and pull them up for the folks that are looking. And Mr. Adam, here we go. Okay. <laughs> Question number one. Yeah. Is cereal a soup? Why or why not? Wow! Listen, if we're not talking gazpacho, which is which is cold, I would I would not classify cereal as soup. Uh, it's it's cold. It kind of it, it, you know what cereal feels like. It's two separate ingredients coming together in, in some type of uh, sexual ecstasy. I think that's cereal and soup is is like one body. You know, so <laughs> I would say no. And hopefully that clarifies things for everyone. Yes, it does. So we're, we have it there here. You have it, folks. Cereal is not a soup by yeah. Adam Mock. Okay, here, this one. Question two. What is the sexiest and least <laughs> sexiest name? transition to my answer, right? <laughs> oh, wait, I'm going to offend somebody with this. What's the sexiest <laughs> and least sexy name? Okay, I'll, I'll say this. There is no least sexy name. It's all in how you say it. Confidence is everything. Go there, mm. rock some sex cereal is green with milk topping <laughs> Wait, I guess that's more, right? some of us like the milk more than the toppings or by some of us like the milk more than the cereal so it'd be milk with 
cereal topics. <laughs> Especially yeah. with like cocoa puffs at the end, you just drink that chocolate milk. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, Question number three. Yeah. What secret conspiracy would you like to start? And Ernie from the last show had a good answer to this one, but I won't spoil it. What, what? secret conspiracy would Wait, you like? It's a pre-existing conspiracy. It has to be it, it, like this. I'm starting one. This doesn't currently, this conspiracy doesn't exist right now. Yeah. Or it could exist, but maybe it's starting up in your local area type of thing. Oh man. Okay. Full blown conspiracy because I'm, gosh, I don't even have the book here in front of me. Uh, no, aliens. Mom, says yeah. Gertrude. Gertrude is sexy. Yeah, Gertrude is. <laughs> listen, listen, Moss. It depends on how you say it, right? Like, <laughs> it could be Stephen or Stefan. Yeah, I got you, Gertrude. <laughs> um, secret conspiracy, aliens. I, <laughs> I'm a big believer in it. If you watch my videos, you'll see I have a little alien patch on my um, on my jean jacket. But uh, I'm to say it, man. This, listen, we have. Billions of planets in our galaxy, and we have billions of galaxies, and in between galaxies is a bunch of uh, dead space, and there's a lot of unknown out there, and I would like to think that uh, something more intelligent out there might be able to enlighten us, so aliens. That's a very good one. In fact, I think that aliens are the trail builders at some of these spots like Greer and other places, because literally after a rain, bam all the trails are kind of fixed up and berms are done. And I never even <laughs> saw them. Where are they? <laughs> I'm going to put my tinfoil hat on, man. Like, listen, there, there's just things we can't do. <laughs> Ernie, Ernie, Ernie. So I asked Ernie this question on the last show and he had answered that there were, if you, if you can find them, they're top mm -hmm. secret. But if you're out at Greer, yeah. you will find these elevator shafts that will take you to the top, but it's only, it's only for a, f a few people who found them and they are in operation. <laughs> borderline, borderline provocative, Mark. I got to check. I, I, I haven't even been to Greer yet. So, you know, right. I, I just you I'm going to be hitting, hitting up for, for a tour. I know. Everyone's going to be out there with metal detectors. Where is this elevator <laughs> shaft? <laughs> okay. Uh -huh. <laughs> Here, we'll save this oh, one. Okay. If I'm um, on a plane, what is it? What did I say? If I'm you want to read that one now? Yeah, okay. well, yeah I'll read it now, sure. And then we're gonna, go. If I'm on a plane and a guy walking down the aisle farts while passing me, how should I react? Hey, listen, uh, I would, I, we call that a poop salad where I come from. I would say just embrace that, man. Like, that's just part of life. That's, that's going to happen. <laughs> uh. Yeah, the um, elevator is called an e-bike. Okay, what do we got? What do we have now? Okay, <laughs> that's funny. Moss Pig, that's a great one. The the e-bikes, e those are rad. I'll, okay. I'll be riding that elevator now. Yeah, here we go. Speaking of invisible, yeah. what's invisible but you wish you could see? Okay, honestly, this isn't this isn't hard for me, and it's not a funny answer. This is this is my deep real answer. I wish I wish, wish we can really see um, each other's heart, and I mean each other's motives. I think that would really do a lot to unite people and, and breed a lot of empathy. We don't. Uh, Brene Brown, for those Brene Brown fans out there, she really has a great quote, which is, vulnerability is the last thing I want you to see in me, but the first thing I look for in you. Mm. And, and that says that we're all looking for something that everyone's hiding from one another. I really think if we can see each other's heart, meaning uh, each other's motives, we just have a deeper understanding. Uh, of one another. That would be my, my greatest wish. Cause there's a lot of stories 
that we assume about people that are wrong, you know? So that, that's something. I love that. Yeah. Actually, I, I said that on the last show too, is uh, be able to see people's intentions would be yeah. generally all people are, are good, you know, and, and to be able to see that would just bring the walls down a lot yeah. quicker. Yeah. That's great answer. Great answer. I love it. All right. Question number five. What is the weirdest smell you have ever smelled? Listen, Mark, you, you know, it just happened on Slaughterhouse. I, <laughs> I can't identify exactly what the scat was. I think Jeff alluded to who's who, meaning almost like a human, who's dump, taking a dump on the trail. That was the weirdest Literally the weirdest shit I've I've smelled in a long time. <laughs> it just sat in the air, and I don't want to even try and describe it for you. It just felt all kinds of wrong. So whatever that is in slaughterhouse, slaughterhouse is haunted. So <laughs> there you go. There's a conspiracy. See, that's true. Slaughterhouse. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Anytime you get us all around pooping farts, it's going to go off. <laughs> I love this. It's divulging the farts. It's so good. <laughs> and well, C.P. Allen says if farts were, weren't invisible, it might answer the airplane question. <laughs> it, it, it absolutely might answer the airplane question. Scientists, get on that. We developed, <laughs> we developed a vaccine for COVID in a year. Let's make farts visible. Can somebody get it? <laughs> it's like that stain that they would put in a pool if, if you were a kid and you peed. You know, it's right. going to be a, Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you fart, you're going to see it on the plane. So, you know, pucker up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Adam. It's it's been awesome to have you on the show, man. I uh, I, I know that you are are doing a lot for so many people, and I really appreciate your time. I, I know you are a, a coach or in the business of saving dreams. If anybody wants to follow you, uh, Adam, tell them again where they can follow you in your journey in your story. Uh yeah, absolutely. So, you know, all that, all the mountain biking goodness is going to be just look up Adam Mock on YouTube and you'll see that, uh, that white AM crown icon. And uh, again, you know, I believe the trails are teaching us about life. I try not to force that too much in that, but that'll at least crack the door open for you. If you want to see more of what I'm doing, go to um, my Instagram, which is adammock.lcs for leadership coaching specialists. And again, on my Instagram, I'll drop some IGTVs that will give you practical tools, everything from like switch out judgmental thinking for assessment thinking, uh, the idea of understanding who you are, dropping facades, how to have safe spaces for courageous conversations. I try and drop like three to four minute knowledge for you there, some inspirational quotes or insights for you, as well as I share um, my art with you there. And if you're serious, if you wanna engage in me on a coaching level, you can just go to adammock.com. Uh, I have the privilege of working with a lot of people and a lot of different things. I, I want to draw a distinction though. I'm not a therapist. I've been trained by one of the best, thankfully. And so a lot of my approach might seem uh, clinical, but I'm very relational. And uh, yeah, if you want to work as an individual or with your organization, you can absolutely uh, hit me up at adamuck.com. And if you want to see, because I mentioned, you know, my buddy Caleb, if you want to see how we're building world changers and uh, helping under resource uh, youth and communities, go to triplethreat.org and you can see how passion, purpose, and people can just absolutely change the world. So, hey, thanks, Elderan. You smashed the subscribe button. Appreciate that. Might I also suggest be gentle with it? 
you push the subscribe button right but thanks yeah. i appreciate that man yeah you you got it and then maybe ending it with this on your website it says like 69 percent of people seem to be un unhappy right when you had that statistic on there and and maybe you could end it on this and give us a little bit of what that looks like and what the hope is for for folks that may be in that majority oh man uh, this one's heartbreaking for me. That that was one of the latest statistics. If you think about that, that's a you know that's more than two thirds of a room. That means a minority of people, right? You think it's higher today during COVID times? Uh, yeah, I think it's a lot higher. It's interesting, you know, when we assess emotional intelligence on people, uh, there's a part of emotional intelligence called the well-being indicator, and it's a part of EQ, uh, emotional quotient. Uh, it's a part of your emotional intelligence and it's a separate thing. And we're seeing that this well-being indicator is absolutely dropping with people. Uh, I want you to know you're absolutely not alone in that. People feel stressed. Part of that stress is what I talked about when the question came up about the most translatable lesson from the trails to life. Some of us, um, let me just ask you this. What are you pretending not to know that you know mm. about your life? Mm -hmm. You can get honest with that answer. And sometimes it's it's scary to um, to admit that. Uh, those are where your solutions lie, is actually admitting that thing that you know that you're pretending not to know. That's how you go from that 69% majority into the minority and move towards happiness. It might be a double black diamond for you, and it might seem very scary, but it's absolutely worth it, and you can build skill in that. And what you're going to find is the people who don't matter in your life will fall away, and you're going to attract the people who will matter and who will help you move forward mm -hmm. on it. But your hope lies simply in picking up your sword. And uh, sometimes that sword's very heavy, but please do it. Mm, that's awesome. Pick mm -hmm. up the sword. I love it. I love it. I love it. Mm -hmm. um, Adam, thank you again for being on the segment. I really, really, really appreciate you being here. Folks who are in the audience, thank you so much. And to all the folks that are going to be listening here on the podcast, um, thank you guys for tuning in. Always love uh, having you here. Adam, is there anything else you'd like to say in closing? Man, I want to thank you, Mark. This has been so fun, dude. Like, I'm so glad we connected. I'm looking forward to, to riding with you. Like, you, man, you're my people. So uh, thank you for that. Everyone who tuned in is in the chat. Anyone who's going to check out my channel and subscribe, I'm going to thank you in advance. I would love a 1,000 subscribers by summer, but really I'm going for quality over quantity. So if that doesn't happen, it's all cool. But thank you for that. Uh, I usually end all my videos with, you know, a, just a simple wish for everybody. And, and I wish this for everyone right now. Listen, if you meet me on the trail or you're checking out the segment, you're checking out anybody that we talked about, wherever you are in life, I wish you nothing but peace and love. That's right. Peace and love. I, awesome stuff. Thank you, Adam Mock. Adam Mock, everybody. Have a great night, folks. Thanks for tuning Bye. in. See you on the next one. What a great guy. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode as much as I did. I really love talking with Adam. In fact, Adam and I are going to be out on a ride here in the near future with Steve Cavallaro at a location that we'll definitely can't wait to bring you guys footage for. So um, thank you again to you guys for tuning in. Adam, thank you for being on the show. Thank you to the sponsors for powering these episodes. Thanks again to 7IDP. That's 7protection.com for powering these shows. Also, thank you to the Bole brands. That's Spy Optic, Bole, and Serengeti. And also a huge thank you to Tasco for all the support. All right, everyone. Hope you guys are doing well. Staying safe, sending it well. And until the next episode, remember, 
all your hard work will always pay off. Catch you on the next one.